0: This is the Manifest More podcast, and I'm your host Don Mainer. Okay, guys. Before this episode begins, I want to just go ahead and let you know that it sounds kind of um, it like skips and glitches out, and but she goes into explaining what was happening um through the internet through our energy. So don't let that throw you off. Uh, you may not even notice it. Uh, so definitely pay attention to that part. This is someone I met in a training that I am on. And we was we were on a Zoom call and she raised her hand to ask a question. It was instantly drawn to her energy when she raised her hand to speak. And then when she started speaking, that desire grew to, con- I wanted to connect with her. So just her voice, her presence is so powerful, strong, beautiful. Um, so just Listen, I would love to get feedback, share her and this podcast with anyone that you think um, would be drawn to this as well. She helps people that are already intuitively connected with their intuition go even deeper. But our conversation was so much fun. So I hope you enjoy and take a listen. Bye. Hi, everyone. I would like to ask uh, a question and your little picture gets popped up and immediately I was just drawn to her. And then when she started talking, her voice is so calming, she started, talking about you know, her book that she's wanting to write, The Calling. I was just super drawn. And then I'm all of a sudden I get, you know, put in these little pies. It's well. like, oh my gosh. She's like, you manifested me. And I was like, yes, I did.
1: <laughs> you did. So you did. Oh. Yeah. I wanna I wanna share with you, I don't know how, but it could be that there's like some glitches. So sometimes like you're frozen. So I got the energy from what you shared now, but not necessarily all the wording. Um so we need to be attentive to that.
0: And well when you were talking a few minutes ago, I kept
1: doing that. Wow. So this is super interesting. And you know, one of I was in a meeting, uh actually more than one during this morning, and what I know is that when it is not energetically charged, so there's no problem. Like everything is really flowing easily, but when there is an energetic charge, and for sure here, there is an energetic charge, your excitement, my excitement, the joy of being together, and probably there's some soul connection that we're just getting to know each other, but we both know that that exists. So it charged, you know, like it's it's still a currency. It's still something that is running in the air. And it's wow. also navigating the way that the flow is happening but it's not that we shouldn't be excited just what we should know that once we're getting with our excitement over the roof then the internet is breaking down in the presence of this light
0: yes <laughs> <is> so cool <laughs> um so for me i i wanted you to kind of share with the people that listen what it is that you offer and in a way of your offerings, how does, how would it help them manifest more in life?
1: Mm, okay. So um, although I am on my spiritual path and we can say, um, like offering healing light, self-awareness services for over 20 years, it is still quite challenging again and again and again to really explain what it is because it's very much abstract it is coming and it is relating to the abstract realm. So, therefore, I do not have so many concrete words to say about it. But what I can share and first is in order to listen, be open in your heart and try to listen not necessarily through your ears that are connected to your brain, but rather for the sake of this hour, try to connect your ears intentionally to your heart or to your guts because it could be that you will understand. More, not necessarily verbally, but you get the transmission more. So I work mainly with people who are already open in terms of their intuition is active. Their psychic knowledge is active. Their psychic wisdom, their psychic abilities, even their empathic power, is acknowledged because there are some people who are empathic, but they don't have the environment to really point the point, the the thing that they are really empathic to. So they are living with that, like a part of their shadow, even not necessarily their light. They are still in the suffering from being empathic. So usually I work with people who already acknowledge and they're already aware that everything here is an expression of consciousness, Like nothing is really physical. Like everything here is an expression of consciousness. And therefore, I support this level of awareness and the integration of this level of awareness in the physical plan. I'm just about to teach a class in the next um, few weeks. And as I'm writing the content, I'm sharing some stories that I have from my clients. So I had, for example, a client that... Of course, I'm going to share some extreme stories, right? So I had a client, for example, who were around her 40s and because of some emotional experiences, uh, she had a very early menopause. She couldn't give birth. Um, Honest to goodness, she hated men. And she came for private sessions. She wanted to start working with me with that agenda. And she said she wants to have children while she knew the doctor were saying like that this option does not exist. um she's now married with two children. wow. so what was the change? Like how did it happen? It happened because she worked on her consciousness. she was vulnerable enough, courageous enough to work on her consciousness in order to manifest some things. I had another client who had um engagement in a very man world we can say and there was really lack of acknowledgement of his healing abilities his channeling abilities none of it was acknowledged and he wasn't you know we cannot say that he was so happy in his world but everything on the superficial level felt okay like for common people it's great and while working with me, he set himself free, and he keeps on setting himself free more and more and more. And the way that he experienced himself, the way that he experienced life, the way he experienced relationship, everything have changed. So what, what was the difference? Like why someone would live like a normal life and then move to an enhanced type of life? Everything is more saturated, more in life, and experience is experienced. There is a feeling, nothing is dormant. There is like, you really feel alive because you activated this awareness. You integrated a certain level of consciousness that can start guiding you. It's almost like having a parallel life, like, there are some people who could pass this life. We can say, in some way, dormant. And it could be by the way, that the outcome, the manifested outcome for the one who's dormant and for the one who's awakened might even seem the same. Like they might earn the same amount of money. They would have the same life. And, you know, they will imagine two men, one is married, the other married, they want two children, the other one, two children. And it's like, it's, it doesn't really promise you anything except how alive do you feel? how vital do you feel how energetic do you feel how do you wake up in the morning and tap into your creativity how much do you feel flow in life and how much do you feel stagnated how do you feel that you are overcoming challenges what is you know like what is the joy the vitality and so on so this is really important to point it's not about if you choose to live your life shining the light of awareness, then you're going to have a better life comparing to someone else. This is not the promise. But you're definitely going to have a better life comparing to yourself.
0: Mm, Yes.
1: Yeah, so imagine without the light of awareness, you are running a resort center. It is active. You have seven figure a year. Everything is just great you don't need spirituality right if but no it's like if you are willing to have a recognition of your light of who you are of what you are of the greatest vision that exists in the world like you are willing to liberate yourself from the world of illusion then what was before great A resort center, seven figure year, great family, great health can get even better. And it can get even better on the manifested realm. And it can get even better emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Yeah. So I feel that that should be like the foundation of the conversation. Because of course, afterwards, we can, if this is within the interest, of course, afterwards, we can go deeper into, so how do we create reality? How is consciousness constantly and consistently every now, 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 and now creating reality? But the foundation need to be that there is a calling inside of you to live that type of life, to experience that type of life.
0: Yes. You described that so well and just brings back memories for me. Like I learned about that through Eckhart Tolle, having your awakening and I'll never forget when it happened, like this whole new realm of world started opening up for me in this, there was this expansion and it, it continues to happen. Like this past week, I've gone through a lot of emotional, painful growth, but because of these tools that I'm aware of I am able to process in a certain way that I wasn't able to in the past and also be aware that this is expansion for me there's something more and bigger coming and it's another level of I mean I just keep feeling expansion happening
1: yeah yeah so you were asking before like what are the things that I'm teaching one of the things that I I started teaching actually I started teaching healing and sacred geometry that was like the foundation of everything that I was offering in the beginning of my journey. So I was teaching. So what, what
0: is that? What? The, healing, the healing geometry. What is
1: that? Explain healing that. And, and sacred geometry. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, so now we have like, <laughs> whether do we go to the realm of emotions or to healing and sacred geometry, but if, <laughs> if this is the question, so let's go to the healing and sacred geometry. We might come back to the uh, the realm of emotions later. So, um, energetic healing is tapping into the energy field of a person and support a flow, natural, healthy flow of energy. Which could be, by the way, emotional energy, mental energy, physical energy, whatever needs to be happening there. So sometimes we are holding things back, whether because we are attaching to something that is in the past or we are holding ourselves in the presence of something that we know that is about to come. And we experience that either, either as resistance or procrastination. So there could be several reasons why we would not allow an energy flow in our energy field. And I feel that most of the healing, the energetic healing, is to remind the aura how it feels to feel vital. It is an activation of the life force that exists in you. So when I am giving healing session, I don't give anything from my energy field to your energy field. It could be that there would be some healers that are actually experiencing challenges because they have like, okay, I need to give the energy, but actually you don't need to give any energy. What you're doing is that, In your presence, as you are working on your energy field and you allow in your energy field health, vitality, and wisdom is awakened, the love is awakened, you know, like everything is awakened within you. So in your presence, people are not mentally reactivated, recalling, remembering in your presence and what you need is to put your hand or to move your mouth or whatever energy work you're doing, directing the energy in a certain way, so the auric field will be activated and the the client, the healing life force, will awaken. This is the work. But of course, it's an art. It's easy to speak off. It's not that easy to do. And or maybe it's easy to do, but not that simple. Um, yeah. So this is energetic healing, and yeah. it is vast yeah. because it is from going into past life experiences, or even this past uh, this specific life, but in the past experiences where there are, um, vitality went out of the body, strength, belief. Self-belief went out of the body, disconnection happened, and you you actually call it in. Or literally infusing and enhancing something that is already exists. There is a little issue with healing where people feel that they need to be sick or something needs to be dis- dysfunctional in order to go and have a healing session. I'm still having a healing session. Today I was with my healer, and... Well, there's always things to take care of, but I go there regularly. So I keep my frequency, my vitality in a certain state. So this is for the healing session, for the healing itself. And and again, it's vast. It's it's It's, it's calibrating past, future, connection to source, connection to earth. It's like it's infinite. There's no aspects that you cannot touch there. You need to know how to touch it, of course. And I was also teaching a lot, which I teach way less now, uh sacred geometry. so sacred geometry is fascinating, <laughs> super fascinating to explain that in a very common like <laughs> yeah, easy for, like like a common person understand, understand. <laughs> yeah, that everyone can understand would be like everything that we are looking at we perceive it as something that has, that carry a certain frequency of a color and a shape, right? Like we see shapes with colors, right? Yeah. But that is consciousness that was projecting that, a certain, our consciousness projected something, and this is like the return light that comes back to us, we translate it in a certain way. So if we see something that is, again, vital, and growing and evolving and bringing our heart into peace and into easiness, what we see is green, right? But if we see something that is complex and heavy and mental and rushing and intense and so on, we see gray, right? This is how we translate the frequency that we're perceiving. Yeah, like a rainy, gloomy day. How it'll make like people a, feel down, like a yeah. gray day. Yeah. Yeah. So this, we are seeing something, and we translate it really literally, physically, but also energetically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we don't say to ourselves because our awareness isn't sub- open. Excuse me. Like your awareness isn't open to that
0: yet. If you're not. Most
1: of the people, yeah, they know. don't see the auric light or the subtle light. But we translate it because when you are next to a person that makes you feel heavy and complex, you feel heavy and complex. And when you are next to a person who's vital and happy and in love,
0: oh, you got excited! It's <laughs> it's uh
1: frozen yeah, again. You feel that. So this is this is what you, it froze again when
0: you got all excited. Oh, we <laughs> we need to keep it calm. <laughs>
1: yeah so should i repeat something or we are okay
0: you're good you're good you got uh, frozen when you were like when they're happy and joy and in love
1: yeah so you feel that right yeah so actually it is our consciousness which project it all and then perceive it all as a return light so what will happen when you will become aware of what you are projecting and what can happen if you start projecting intentionally, homopathically, we can even say. So it's not all day long you should sit in meditation and project um, beauty, 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 <laughs> youth, 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 youth. Wealth, 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 wealth. It's not that. It's like intentionally, wholeheartedly, in a ceremonial way, you create and compose specific constellation of sacred geometry specific shapes with specific colors and once you compose that energetically you send that you release that you once you compose that within you you release that to the world and you keep your hands open to see what come back and beautiful things come comes back because you've just consciously and intentionally changed your energy field
0: So you're saying when you meditate, to meditate on colors?
1: Well, you would like to first become aware of what are the color frequencies and what do they carry, what is the energy that they carry. You You want to really know what it is. And then you also want to know, to make sure, and this is why there is also an initiation for the colors, you want to make sure that in your auric field, your red is red your orange is orange your yellow is yellow and not you know like instead of orange you actually have brown and when you try to emit orange you actually emit brown and you don't understand why actually you cannot create intimate relationship with partners because it's only brown there you know like so you want to understand the frequencies of the colors and the frequencies of the sh- of their shapes and then you want to make sure that your aura is attuned with that. So you really emit that intentionally. And yes, and then you emit it intentionally and wait for the reality to reflect back to you where you are and what's going on and like how beautiful you are.
0: Yeah. So when I meditate um I do it if I am intentionally trying to um, heal my heart, I would meditate on green and send breath to my heart. But I would say majority of the time, I'm overall just trying to calm my nervous system, connect with my inner guidance system. I love seeing my third eye. (laughs) And so trying to get to that space and getting my body to feel like, overall just this numbness that i'm not even in my body so that's how i have always like you're teaching me a whole new way and an intentional way to try to meditate
1: yeah well it not necessarily needs to be a meditation what i'm offering although it can also be a meditation it can also be a ceremonial experience that you're doing with yourself like a type of prayer that you sit and pray Mm -hmm. yeah can also be that Um, i just shared something with my with one of my clients i think two days ago which i feel that this is relevant here to bring it here because you use the word trying right you use the word i try oh yeah 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 and i feel that so in regard to spirituality and the way energy is being composed into matter Somehow to most of the people, the mind is saying that we need to do a lot of work or a lot of effort. However, um, like if you practice yoga or you practice Pilates, for example, you could be that you would be going even just once or twice a week in the beginning, you don't necessarily going to do that every day. You don't start like three hours of yoga a day, right? But if you do your yoga session very intentionally with full presence, if you go to your Pilates session and you are very much aware of how your body is moving, then you see the outcome of it during the week, And all you've done is one hour of being present in a Pilates class. There's something in spirituality that, of course, you can sit hours and hours and hours for meditation. That would be amazing. But we can also acknowledge that if we do something intentionally in a very ceremonial way, in full presence, we can have the ripple effect of it coming to our life. Of course, we wanna live by that Mm
0: -hmm. in order
1: for that to grow and evolve. So that when you use the word try, you actually underestimated the one hour or half an hour that you were sitting in meditation. And you took your presence away from the meditation. Like Mm -hmm. if you sit for half an hour for meditation and you know that this is what you're doing now and you sit in full presence. And even if the meditation is like, you still have your thoughts and there are still things going, the pizza, you know, Mm -hmm. like the to-do, the pizza. Like it's like, there's so many things coming into the meditation, but you were intentionally wholeheartedly there in full presence it's gonna have an effect unless the mind will take the next half an hour sabotaging the effect right? but if but if you have if you have done your meditation, even half an hour, you've done it well in full presence, it will start having a ripple effect. And more than that, your energy field knows what freedom is, yeah. Yeah, your energy field, know what is expansion, what is joy, what is bliss, what is freedom. Like your energy, know what it is, naturalness. Going back to that trying,
0: Um, I remember the first time I saw my third eye, I didn't know what it was. And I went up to the teacher afterwards and I was like, I saw this big purple eyeball like, and she's like, you don't know what that is? And I'm like, no, she was like, that means your intuition is wide open. So after that, I was always trying so hard to find that. And then through practice, like you said, once I realize it's not about trying, it's just being and being in the, getting yourself to really uh, relax and into that state of nothingness is when it happens. Like, so anytime I try to teach people how to get to that space and like it's not there's not this like roll your eyes up and force your eyes and your forehead's all wrinkly there (laughs) it's more of an awareness of that space between the eyebrows and try to really relax in that space and breathe there yeah so i've had a learning lesson in that
1: (laughs) so it's beautiful yeah we all learn there's a learning curve also when we're opening up to spirituality there's a learning curve over there as well
0: all right Uh, Well, back to, you were going to go into the emotional stuff. Oh, yeah,
1: that is super interesting. So what happened in my journey was that quite fast after my awakening, I started healing, and then quite fast afterwards, I started teaching healing, shamanic healing and sacred geometry and all of that. And I was doing it in a very intense way, full commitment, I traveled the world. I was teaching worldwide. And I arrived into a certain moment where I felt that I should question if I should continue and teach healing techniques. It could be that at that time it was for my own growth, but I couldn't really realize it. I just have seen so many of my students that are learning healing, and they are amazing in healing, and like they have so much light and so much presence. But then, to go into the world of manifestation, they're just a little bit holding themselves back. It's almost like spirituality needs to be an external world. Healing should be an external world, like a parallel world to to this. And I started learning more through meditation, through channeling, through observation and contemplation. What is so special in people who are opening up to spirituality? Like what what are the traits, if we can say, what is the template of those people? And I started discovering several things. And then I also, like I discovered how meaningful the heart is and how actually the two places above and below the heart, so the solar plexus, which is the place of strength and clarity and authority, and the throat, which is the place of expression and communication and flow, Are in some way compensating and are less active and less powerful in the presence of this big open heart. And also I've realized how ridiculous it is that most of the people who are energetically sensitive, psychic, intuitive, and so on, they believe that everyone has that type of heart. That everyone cares. Everyone, when I really hear how you feel and really want to support you and really care how you are moving your day, like they were, they are really believing in that so strong. In, you know, to the extent that they will dim their light, they will dim their solar plexus, and they will also dim the expression. And like, I've mapped the entire template of us, light activators, I call us. I map the entire template and then I've realized that there's actually different imprints. There are four imprints, four types of light activators. And all of that came into very big teachings that I, when you ask like what I offer, what are my services? So one of the things is like how someone who is a walking antenna, Mm -hmm. how do you, or a walking sponge, (laughs) (laughs) depends, right, can also be a walking sponge. Yes, I used to be. (laughs) And until you learn to recreate an appropriate flow, an appropriate relation between the different chakra system, the different parts of the chakra system. Then things change. And so one of the things that I teach, and this is like a year program that I have, and there's like it's a membership area, so there's a beautiful community in it. It's like, how do you learn to work with your emotions so your emotions will serve you as you're evolving through life and as you are manifesting in life? Because if you have so many ideas and you see so big, so wide, so strong, and you are aware of subtle frequencies, how do you take that to matter? It needs to cross your emotional body. Even if you use sacred geometry and you cut cords and you use light guides and like you apply everything you know, right? Amazing. But then to hold the manifestation, to be with this manifestation without losing it, you need to cross through your emotional body to create this capacity, this energetic capacity. One thing is to manifest. The other thing is to hold the manifestation. How many times have you manifested the man of your dream? And then it stayed for one month. How many times you manifested an amazing job offer and it was disappearing to the thin air a day after, a week after. It's not only about, oh, I can bring it to reality. It's I'm bringing it to the reality and I am allowing it to be fully integrated through me. I feel that this is a big game. This is full manifestation. Not that it is happening. It's just it moves into embodiment. It be, moves into being part of life. This is a big thing.
0: Yeah, so and it's like is- you're saying the emotional part. If you're not caught up with that emotionally, it will just go away because you have not caught up emotionally <laughs> you you physically have gotten in and physically have gotten there but emotionally if you get there and you're not set emotionally right then it
1: transits into something else yeah you, you wouldn't hold it you or maybe you hold it without allowing it to grow this is another phenomena mm-hmm. so it's easy to explain it in intimate relationship because that really it, it you You can really see things there. So I gave this example. You manifest a certain intimate relationship, but then you cannot hold it. After one month, you start telling, or one week or one day, there's already stories about the other person and why yes and why not. And it's like, there's so many storytelling around it. But there's also, okay, I manifested it and then I keep it as it is. I'm not growing in it. And then a year after, or three months after, or 15 years after, you're not growing in the relationship. You're waking up into, oh, wow, that was amazing, but I'm not evolving in it. Oh, I created something amazing. It is amazing, but I stopped evolving. Yeah. Feeling stuck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes into we want to live in emotional energy flow. We want to live in a state where the energy is always flowing, and that you feel this flow. So,
0: what are some things that you do to keep your energy flowing? Other, you said you still, you know, you see your um, healer. I'm what, and, and that's another question. Like, what what type of healer do you use? Because there's so many different.
1: Mm. modalities you know yeah so I don't have like you know like an idea if I f- it's more important for me who is the person less the modality uh-huh. if the person is in full embodiment of the modality that he is running it's a good it's it's a good thing like you mm-hmm. see that this person embodies something and it is alive through this person then he is a great conductor and i usually will search for someone that i feel that is a great conductor and that i feel that there is a resonance between my energy field and his energy field or her energy field and then i would work with them and then i do that regularly so it's not that I'm going one time, and I think that <laughs> just oh now I'm clear. And I like sometimes I see students or clients that are coming, and the, they say oh, but I worked on that so much. Yeah, well, you're gonna work on that until the end of your life <laughs> because this is the theme that you've received to ascend. Like this is what you received. This is your scenario. Um. And what else I do? I do many things. It's, for me, it's almost like how can I explain you how what do I do? Because it is so me. It's in every second, every minute of my life. Like I have uh, sacred spaces, altars in different locations in my house, and I, you know, I, I tend. We can say I tend my altar with flowers and candles to remind myself the connection with spirituality, with divinity, the humbleness and the softness of the heart and the activate devotion that makes you feel connected. Uh, I have journal that I tend, we can say, again and again and write. There are periods that I would write every day. There are periods that I would write every few days or even just once a week or something like that. But I have this place of reflection where I allow myself to let go. Of course, there's also the presence of nature, whether it's the salty water of the ocean or the sweet water of the river or the green of the forest that allows us to go into our primordial remembrance that we are part of an organic intentional tissues that exist here on the planet so i also have that um, i meditate usually in the morning and before going to sleep not always not every day but at least one of them is is done and again, I could meditate for half an hour. I could meditate sometimes for 15 minutes. There would be days that I can meditate only five minutes, but there would also days that I would meditate more than one hour. It's more like it is a muscle. It's active. It's there. I'm in contact with it. And I must admit that for me also, the fact that this is my profession now, that not now, it's for more than 20 years <laughs> this <laughs> is my profession the fact that this is the conversations that i'm having those are the people that i'm with those are you know it's like it's my way of living it's my way of life the deep conversation the intimate conversation looking to the core of things and like willing to be intimate willing to be vulnerable um Yeah, all of that. It's 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 already who I am. Mm-hmm. So there are things that I recommend to people who are starting their journey to do. But at a certain moment in life, I feel that it needs to be who you are. Cannot do can you cannot be anymore something that you do. It needs to be who you are. It is this is embodiment, it is becoming you. Most of the people that I met for the I meet for the first time, they will tell me the story of their life, yes, it's because <laughs> this is who I am mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like that. It's happening. if mm-hmm. I will I remember there was one time family that came to visit us for the first time. they came with two children, and um. So we were like ten minutes, uh, fifteen minutes already around the house and so on. And suddenly the child came, and he said to me, "You know, Daddy broke his leg a few months ago." And I said, "Thank you. I'll take care of that." <laughs> it's like it's it's just habitual. Mm-hmm. It's a way of being. Yeah i get I get that a lot, like
0: before or after walking at the a yoga class, just like people spilling everything, you know,
1: yeah, thank you for doing this amazing service. Thank you for being this person who people can tend to and can you know, feel this transformation and release and relief through your presence. This is amazing,
0: yeah how did you start doing all this like were you
1: (laughs) I had an awakening when I was around 30 years old and I was changed from the inside I was always sensitive I was always um, empathic in a way I didn't have any healthy boundaries and I just thought that everyone are like like everyone is empathic, like you're all speaking yeah. this language. And but then this awakening happened and I went through a deep journey into spirituality and I've changed quite intensely from within and people start coming to have conversations and healing and it happened faster than I was planning or wanting just happened before me Mm -hmm.
0: pretty much same here I mean I went through yoga teacher training just to learn because in yoga, I was like learning a new language, learning all this mind, but I'm like, I want more of this. And then as I finished training, people just started asking me to teach and it's just evolved to where I'm at now with it. That's what I do too. (laughs) Isn't it beautiful? I feel that this is so
1: good. Yeah, it is so good. Allowing grace to pass through you. Allowing grace to pass through you and to work through you and to touch through you. It's really important. So, of course, I do believe that there is some, at a certain point, there come a moment where you want to become aware and you want to evolve and you want to create intentionally. But it cannot be as a contradiction to the fact that grace is passing through you. It's actually you are evolving and becoming intentional of how you run your business and how you bring your offering and how you become accessible to more and more people. But that is secondary to the fact that you are holding sacred space for grace to show up through you and to touch and teach through you. This is. Love that. Yeah.
0: And you, know, you had mentioned like some I um, healers feel like they have to force the energy, is that how you said it? Like force their energy? Yeah, I was also
1: that at the beginning because yeah. I thought I need to do something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ridiculous. I feel so- like when I'm doing it, because I do I do Reiki and I use sound, I'm um, healing crystals, oils, I'm when I'm doing the session and I feel like I'm doing a clearing for them it's the way I've always, I am looked like it. And my energy is being used by, um, listening to what I'm hearing and being given by the guides. Um, I get a lot of visions. They're in color. It could be an animal. It could be, um, I don't know anything. And then we, you know, relate that to how is this relating to your life right now, spiritually, this is represents this so you know all these symbols represent things um and it's always it's just such an incredible experience to have with the other person the amount of release that they get when they you know leave so that's how I do mine
1: yeah it's beautiful thank you it's beautiful it's beautiful I feel you know what happened to me is in the beginning when I started it was very, like, the visuals were very strong. So, yeah, I could see animals, like, all of those things were very present. Colors, shapes, as I shared. But then as I evolved in life and more and more teaching, more and more healing sessions, more and more birthing healer into healers into this life, this visualization start to less and less be part. It's almost like I found myself holding a very specific frequency that I could still see things. It's not that I didn't see, but what I saw were more a type of a, again, I can say abs- I could see the geometry itself itself. Wow. I could see motions and and movements of energy. I could see connections and links. It's almost like I could see I started seeing the ether more than what I saw the matter. Mm-hmm. If if that makes sense. So can you see the way what you're describing? I'm assuming that
0: you can see auras.
1: Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And I teach how to see aura
0: <laughs> and it's not I'm that only, complex i've only seen one time and it was on a priest at mass and oh, it so was you. amazing i was sitting there like I would look at him and look around and like and so in confession i told him <laughs> so yes. he goes i don't know if i like that very much and he got so uncomfortable and i was like oh my
1: god oh my god Oh my God, maybe I shouldn't have told him
0: that. But I was like, it was so beautiful. Like, you know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Well, oh. I trust that if you have seen it, it is for a reason. And if you have seen it, you know, you have seen his light. What it is to see someone else's aura. It's to see someone else's light. It's to be willing to witness the light of the other in a sacred space where you are completely free of judgment, free of expectation, Free of any pre-designed thoughts, and you are willing to allow light to come into you, then you see the aura. Wow! And this is also, you know, so when I teach, when I teach to see auras, so some people are saying, if they say that uh, this is so funny, because sometimes they say, no, no, I haven't seen anything, and then I start saying, okay, but. Could you see a little line around the person? He said, they, they say, yeah, I saw, but then the line disappeared. Yeah, but okay, this is a living organ. The light come and go, come and go, come and go. But then afterwards, when you rest into that, like you rest into, I see light, it is coming and going, then suddenly you will see more of this light to the extent that you keep on practicing it and you will see Do you know these auras that are like rays? those are like, you know, it's like I had a. You were asking me about the healers that I had. I had one of my the healers that I had in my life, my homeopath. I was with him like around thirty years. Every time I went to see him, he had this perfect aura, rays of light like the saints it was incredible just watching this just watching that just for that was worth going to see him yeah (laughs) yeah so yes you can you can see that you can uh, practice how to see that it can become an art it can become a source of reading and it also gonna evolve like we need a whole nother podcast on that. <laughs> With pleasure. <laughs> My pleasure.
0: Um so I know you had you had to leave at a certain time. Do you need to
1: yeah I think it would be good for us to okay.
0: I know I could talk to you forever. <laughs> well thank you. It was an honor honestly that you said yes for coming um like I said in the beginning right when you popped on the zoom call. I was like, Oh my God. I was so drawn to you. Um, you start talking about what you do and I'm like, Oh, we're in the same like realm of things. Of course, that's what I was drawn to you. Right. So thank you. And I, I look forward to talking with you more and growing a relationship.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I could feel your presence. I could feel the calling we can say, yeah. Yeah. And I'm very <laughs> grateful that you called me in to be here with you and with whomever is listening and I truly wish to believe that something in this conversation touched you whether it was a confirmation or a calling yes I pray for that every time
0: before I start a podcast that whatever words fallen upon whose ears are listening may it be of service in some impactful way yeah. Oh. Okay. tears <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank oh. you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, I go enjoy your sun. Thank you. Okay. A lovely,
1: uh, probably day, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. My day's just starting here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. Bye bye.